to the, 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 the training that you see on your seat. I didn't print out enough. There's about 50 copies. So I'm going to ask the veterans if you could give your sheet to some people back there that may not be veterans. Veterans meaning you've evangelized before and you're a pro. Before we get to this training, I want to share my heart for the heart of Jesus, okay? There is a passion in this room today. I'm telling you, there is a passion like no other today in this room. I mean, there's something special about today. When you see a church this big, have an, have an outreach of this big about the same size of our church, that's something. That's special. Metro praise will go, right? Metro praise will go. There's something powerful in this room. The excitement is unmatchable. We see, man, there's... First of all, I'm excited today. You guys excited today? I don't have to ask that. I already know you guys are excited. I feel it. I feel the Holy Ghost. This is exactly where Jesus would be. He would be here. Ready to go out. And I want to share that heart with you guys today. It's not going to be a long message because we want to make sure we get out there on time, on time to, to reach some souls. Amen. But I just got three main points. In this world, we are like doctors. In this world, we are like shepherds. In this world, we are like Jesus. We got to receive the heart of Jesus today. We got to witness with the heart of Jesus today. Because if we don't have that heart for the lost, the same kind of heart that Jesus had, we're going to miss the whole experience. You guys, you guys hearing me? And you're not going to want to come back to evangelism if you don't have this heart for the lost like Jesus has. Okay? If we're using a Bible on the screen, you could put up Matthew 9, 10 through 13. I'm going to start reading it because I don't have time to wait. Amen. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with them and his disciples. Now, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, hey, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Ain't he supposed to be holy? Ain't he supposed to be your, your, your Messiah, your teacher? And on hearing this, so Jesus must have turned around. He said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. What is Jesus saying here? He's only going to the sick people. Jesus is talking about a spiritual condition of people. He's not going to go to the ones who know, think they have it all and they don't need him. He only had three years to do his ministry, y'all. He had to go to people who understood their need for him. Tax collectors and sinners. Before this, there was a story about a Pharisee who was praying in the temple and he said, thank you, God, I'm not like this man. And then the man over here is like, have mercy on me, God, for I'm a sinner. Who do you think Jesus doesn't go up to? He's going to go to the sick, the ones who are hurting, the ones who are needy. So the heart of Jesus is to understand that there are people out there who are sick spiritually. And the sad part is many of them don't even know they're sick. Whether what they believe in, in their Catholic faith or whether they just are atheists like I once was. Or whether they just have a dislike towards God for some reason. Or, oh no, I don't go to church. The church are hypocrites. Forget that. They're still sick. So us are simple yes in our heart. Understanding, hey, you know what? You need Jesus. You're sick without Jesus. You're going to die without Jesus. You're, you're, you're looking for Jesus, and you don't even know that you're looking for Jesus. There's a love-sized hole in our heart, and Jesus is the only one that can fill it. They try to fix it with all these things. They try to find remedies through relationships. They try to find remedies for their sickness through so much garbage. You guys have to understand the world that we live in. 
They look for, for, for closure and peace in, in garbage. It's like picking up mud. Like, oh, I got a little stain on my shirt. Let me grab the mud and just, oh, oh I want to feel good. It doesn't work. People are sick. So what is this church right here? This church is our training grounds. I want to make sure you guys understand that. When we come here on a Sunday, that's not the end-all, be-all. This church is our training grounds for days like today when we go out and preach. This is where we say, you know what, I'm going to get trained up here. I'm not just going to sit in this pew and just, and just be here. I want to make disciples. I want to fulfill that great commission. And if you guys are with me, then we're going to go out with power today. So that's what the church is. We become doctors in this church. We become just like Jesus. We're not the sick person. We're not the Pharisee. We're like Jesus here. We're the soldiers that the world is waiting for. Literally, we're like the Avengers, y'all. I'm telling you. We're going to assemble today, and we're going we're gonna to save some souls. Jesus goes on to say, but go and learn what this means. He wants these religious people to learn what it means. He says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That was always God's heart. It goes back to the Old Testament. God wants people to, to, to know they need him. They want, he wants people to acknowledge him, not just do religious acts. And there's so many people that, 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 are, that, that think religious acts is good for them. And without that relationship, without that mercy, without that person saying, have mercy on me, God, for I'm a sinner, then God's not going to meet you where you are. So who does God call, the healthy or the sick? Who does God call, the righteous or the sinners? Who said righteous? He calls sinners to righteousness, but he does not call the righteous. He wants the heart of Jesus to be where the sinners are. Humble Park is full of sinners. You guys believe that? Amen. My second point, in this world, we are like shepherds. It's not just the person that stands up here on a Sunday in any church pulpit. We are all meant to leave the 99 and go for the one. Not many believe that, y'all. There's not a church like Metro Praise on every block in Chicago. There's a, there may be a church on every block in Chicago, but not like this. How many churches will leave the 99, the training grounds, and go for that one? If we're using the Bible, we could go to Matthew, uh, Matthew 9.35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. He went. Did Jesus stay? Jesus stayed in the towns of, no. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, I want you guys to just take this and let this soak. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Get this heart for Jesus because if you see the crowds and you don't have compassion, you need to pray more about the lost. He had compassion on them. Every time I meet somebody in the street, I have compassion. I have to. It can't just be, I want to tell you something you don't know. I want to feel smarter. No, I have compassion. It says he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out. Are we the sent out ones? Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We are both an answer to prayer, and we also have that prayer request. You guys understand that? We're an answer to prayer for Chicago, and we're also requesting more. Because I guarantee you, there's a church that's going to pray on Sunday. Lord, send out more harvesters. Lord, send out more workers. Hello, we were here yesterday. And then we're going to pray that same thing today. Lord, we need, this, we need more to be sent out. We got to understand eternity. Jesus is coming back soon. So we got, we got some work to do. So the heart of Jesus was stirred up. 
You guys ever had that feeling where something in your heart just stirs up? Like it wasn't there before. Now it's stirred up. When I came to know Jesus, that's exactly what I felt. From an atheism to believing in a God I didn't believe in, my heart was stirred up. Something, there was a change in my heart. When this happened in Jesus' heart, he's seen the crowd. He's seen his creation. Listen, y'all. He's seen his image being destroyed, harassed by the enemy, helpless. He made, his, he made us in his image perfect, without death, without mourning, without crying. He looked at the crowds and he said, wow, we got a lot of work to do. They're harassed and helpless. Without people being sent out, they're going to stay harassed and helpless and I'm sorry, but the Catholic Church ain't helping it, y'all. If anything, it's making it worse. Because people are deceived, saying, oh, I could go to church Sunday and be okay with God. It's a deception. We need the heart of Jesus. People need to find Jesus. The, people need to go from the image of God that are now poisoned by the devil back to the image of God. And the sent out ones. Like you and I here today who have said yes in our hearts, who have come here on, at 9 a.m., and going out there to preach, we are the ones that are saying, I'm going to help the harassed and helpless. Religious people would just stay where they are, but we are the disciples of Jesus knowing he's coming back soon. And we got a message to preach. We got a yes to say, and we got a gospel to, to get out there. Our hearts must be stirred up in the same way Jesus was. When we see the crowds today, say, Lord, give me that compassion you had when you seen your people and you seen them harassed and helpless. Because I guarantee you, if you see people walking by and you know they're harassed and helpless, you get that heart, you're going to say, wow, I need to speak more. Just like my brother Juan said, we need to speak more. Let me open my mouth more. Simple obedience. And if they don't want to hear it, let them walk their way. But we got to help them. Like Jesus said, he came for the sick, not the healthy. If you think you have it all together, keep walking, brother. Keep walking. If you don't want to hear about Jesus, keep walking. We're not going to chase you down and say, no, no, please. Keep walking. This message is foolish for those who are perishing, and they, they know. This message of the gospel is foolishness for those who are perishing, but those who are believing, it's everything for us. It's literally everything. So we got to leave those 99 for the one. Our last point, and most important point that I could probably speak of, in this world, we are like Jesus. In every aspect, how we walk should be like Jesus. How we talk should be like Jesus. How we're persecuted should be like Jesus. If it gets a little hard out there, they're like, oh, this is too hard. I'm never doing this again. This is whack. It doesn't, evangelism doesn't work. Well, if it doesn't work, why did our Lord and Savior do it, right? You got to think about this. If it doesn't work, why did our Lord and Savior do this? Jesus had three years to build the foundation of the church on 12 people. 12 people. Did he say, I'm going to get 500 people? No, 12 people. And from those 12, they'll make more 12. They'll make 12. They'll make 12. The whole church is upon that. Three years, Jesus was dedicated to just 12 people. If I could get this kingdom of God concept in their hearts, then we got it. So in this world, we're like Jesus. 1 John 4, 16 says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Who is love? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us. You want to know how love is made complete among us? In this world, we are like Jesus. God's love is made complete in this room when we are like Jesus. When we're willing to be doctors to the sick, 
calls sinners to righteousness, when we're willing to leave the 99, we know that love is made complete among us. When we're saying, you know what, I'm going to go to where God's heart is. When he's in the crowds, he had compassion on them. He needed more workers. In this world, we are to be like Jesus. You know what Jesus is like? Jesus is the example of a Christian. So in this world, we are to be like Christ, or we are to be Christians. Not a title Christian, because I've met a lot of title Christians that don't live up to the Christian walk, who are supposed to make more Christians, who are supposed to make more disciples. Jesus loves sinners. We got to love sinners. Hate the sin. Do what you got to do. But despite their sin, you got to love them. Hate their sin. Jesus, what he does, he commits himself to see sinners become saints. Jesus, knowing the condition of the sinners, he wanted to commit himself and say, I want to die for sinners on the cross so that they may become saints. Even if one-third of the population of the world comes to him, he still did it. Even if two-thirds, he still did it. Jesus heals. We are to be like Jesus. Jesus restores lives. Jesus has power. Jesus was persecuted, and you know that teacher's not above, uh, a servant's not above their master. Oh, Jesus suffered. I don't have to suffer. No. If we are to be like Jesus, that means the whole package. That means if we are to be persecuted, amen. Jesus was hated. Jesus said, if they hated you, they hated me first, y'all. Jesus was crucified. Huh? Well, Peter was crucified too, upside down. See, when we call ourselves Christians, it comes with some self-denial at a price. We're no longer doing the stuff we were comfortable doing. We want to step out of our comfort zone, approach some strangers, tell them about Jesus, maybe get some hatred. But think about it. We're in America. I mean, what are they going to take us to jail? I wish they would take us to jail. Amen. (laughs) I wish they would put me on the news. They ain't going to take us to jail, y'all. So preach your little heart out today because they can't do the same thing in North Korea, all right? You got to preach today like if you're, you're in North Korea and you got some guns aimed at you. You got to preach today like it's that because we are free to do it today. We're taking a whole gospel truck out there. We're not going to get arrested, y'all. I promise you we're not going to get arrested. And if it happens, amen, we're on the news. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So we got to be like Christians. I'm going to wrap this time up. Then we'll get into these awesome sheets. But I want us to be encouraged. We have to witness with the heart of Jesus. We got to preach the kingdom of God with that. Jesus has a heart for these people out there today. And I want to have a quick time of prayer, then we'll get to this, and then another time of prayer, because we really need the heart of Jesus. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord, send your fire, oh God. God, we can't do anything on our own. God, we need your fire, oh God. We need your fire, oh Holy Ghost, like the day of Pentecost. God, we need your power, God, to preach, oh God. Let it not be on our own, God. Let it not be on our own, God. Let it be with your passion, God. It's okay to be passionate for you on the streets, oh God. It's perfectly fine, God. In fact, you encourage it, God, by your Holy Spirit, that when we receive your Spirit, we have power to preach to the ends of the earth, oh God. Signs, wonders, and miracles that will follow us, oh God. So we ask for your fire, oh God, that will consume us like an all-consuming flame, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You guys receive it? Come on. Hallelujah. Give it up for Jesus. So in this world, we are like doctors, we're like shepherds, and we are like Jesus until Jesus comes back. Amen? All right, I don't have much time to get through this. I have like a minute or two. <laughs> we want to definitely get out there, but 
at least I have a printout for you guys, some evangelism training. Really quick about the MPI cards, I want you guys to study this. Uh, if you guys don't know how to preach yet, this the back of your Metro Praise International card that you're going to have, English and Spanish has has exactly how to preach. Talk about being born again. Talk about what Jesus came to do for us. And talk about how you shouldn't stay in your sin if you receive Jesus. Because lots of people are going to be like, oh, I know Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing God's will. Well, tell me, man, are, are, you still, are you still living in sin? You know? Don't just ask, hey, what church you go to? Really get down to the deep. Have you been born again? Are you living for God? Are you doing God's will? Because Jesus said, it's those who do the will of my Father that, that, that will be saved. Okay, so quickly, that's the MPI card. I really want to get into these evangelism strategies so that we stay out there safe, so that we stay uh, prayed up, and um, any, any kind of strategies that we may have. Any questions on the Metro Praise International card? It has Pastor Berto's number on there. It has the address to our church. It has our two Sunday services times and the uh, Elevate Youth service times. And on the back, it has the gospel. Any questions about that card? I think most of us have seen it. Amen. God is good. All right. So if you look at your handout, point number two, these are some evangelism strategies that I really want us to understand and take this with you if you forget what to say or how to say, okay? So what I like to do is I like to come up with an opener. Um, most of the time it's, hey, man, you got a minute to talk about Jesus. It could be anything you want. I have some, some examples there. Hello, can I ask you a question? Or you can ask a question. Hey, what do you think about God? Hey, do you think that God created the world? Anything like that that will get people's interest sparked. So you want to try to come up with an opener so that you're not just like, hi. You know, you want to say, you want to definitely have a conversation going. You don't just want to be like, hey, here's a card to my church. Because we're not just trying to get church members. We're trying to preach the gospel, y'all. Right? Amen. So those are just come up with an opener for yourself. It could be as simple as that. Don't start thinking, oh, it's not a good opener. God's not going to use me. <laughs> no. Come up with an opener that you can kind of engage with people. And I even have, hey, would you like some free food? Come over here. We'll talk about your arroz con gandula. Oh, no, it's just hot dogs today. Come on, we'll talk about hot dogs. Hey, what do you think about Jesus? Jesus made animals that we could eat this. Amen? Anything that you could find. Anything you could find to kind of engage people in conversation, okay? Um, point number B, point letter B, uh, pray while witnessing. Um, I know that this is... Uh, uh, a for sure thing, we're Christians. So if your partner is witnessing, whoever you're partnered up with, seek the Lord for words of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, begin interceding for the person receiving the gospel. And if your team ends with praying for the individual, very important, let's make sure we keep our eyes open. All right? We don't want nobody to uh, say, oh, their eyes are closed and, you know, knock us on the head. We want to make sure our eyes are open. At least one individual. But we definitely want to... Yeah, we could pray with our eyes open, all right? Just be like, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name for this person. It, it's doable, I promise you. God will still use you if your eyes are open. Amen. Um, letter C, he can hear you still. Amen. Letter C, be safe while witnessing. Um, don't, if you see your partner, you know, leave the area. Juan, do you still want to be an example? Real quick. All right. I need another example. Michael, come over here. Okay, so I'm witnessing to Michael. Michael's like, man, I really want to be, meet Jesus. Yeah, I really, I really want to know more about Jesus. I mean, can we pray for you, Michael? Yeah. Okay. Juan, can you pray for him real quick? Hey, can I talk to you about Jesus? I'm going to leave him alone. You want to stay with your teammate, okay? You want to go ahead and start looking around. You want to make sure that every coast is clear, all right? All right, scene break.
you really, were you really praying for him? Yeah, I was. <laughs> he was. He's like, I've been dying for this moment, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, I need another example. Adam, can you come up here? All right. So Juan and I are evangelists. You guys are strangers, probably sinners, all right? So real quick, Adam, I need you to walk from that way, okay? Okay, and Juan, I need you to kind of approach Michael. You want to talk to him? Hey, man, I want to talk to you about Jesus real quick. You got a moment? Yeah, uh, How do you know Jesus? Uh, I go to church on Sundays. I go to church on Sundays. Not much more than that, you know? Not much more than that? You think you're doing the will of God? I believe I am. All right, so the, the thing wrong with this picture that I'm doing here is I'm leaving Juan over here by himself. We don't want to do that. I know there's going to be a lot of Metro Praise people around, but the goal is let's not leave the teammate we committed to. Let's try to stay with them as much as possible. Even if it's in the vicinity, hey, call, you can call your, hey, how you doing? You know, just have a little team talk. Have a little coffee talk here, okay? So that's, that's another strategy. Thank you, guys. That's just some ways you can stay, stay with your teammates, stay safe, uh, and then protect your teammates. Definitely, if... if Men, look out for the ladies. Make sure that they're safe. If you see any guy that's drunk, hey, how you doing? You want to, ooh, you want to definitely push them off, okay? We, uh, we got to make sure our people are safe. Um, quickly, I'm wrapping up. Always, always, always give an opportunity to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 13. Read that. You got to, after you preach, always, hey, do you want to make that decision now? Pray for them. If there was a yes in your heart today, let there be a yes in their heart today. Amen? Hallelujah. Um. Another thing to do is contact information. If you really connect with somebody and you don't want them to be lost in the sea of forgetfulness, get their contact information, okay? Uh, Facebook, phone number, name. Now we got Instagram, uh, Snapchat. I don't know if you want to do Snapchat, but any means that they have, try to keep in contact with them. And then, you know, message them throughout the week. Invite them to life groups. Invite them to church. Because um, if they say yes today, they got to know what to do next, how to, how to continue with their faith. Um, Quickly, while witnessing, um, can I get those you guys' examples again? So while witnessing, um, a good thing to do is, is if you want to say something, because I know that one person could be preaching a lot, like, oh, this, 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 and then Juan's like, man, I got a word, I got a word. And then I'm just like, I want to pray for you guys in Jesus' name. All right, see you guys at church. <laughs> and Juan's like, brother, I need, I wanted a word, I want, had a word. So one thing Juan could do is just tap my elbow, you know, yeah, or if he could give me eye contact, like, Simple thing, because if Juan has a word for these gentlemen, I want him to be able to say it. Don't think like, oh, I'm going to just let him handle this, because let's go out there with a the passion and like, man, I want to say something to this individual, you know? <laughs> hey, that works too. <laughs> Brother, I tapped your elbow. You're not doing anything. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Like, you know, so if you have something you want to say, which should be all the time, tag your team member, eye contact, wait for a break in my speech. And definitely, if you feel in your peripheral, like he's trying to get your attention, be like, hey, you had anything to say? Cool transition, so it's just not like this. And then he comes in. So definitely like, hey, you have anything you want to share? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. The message is said. Repent. There we go. All right, perfect. All right, y'all. Thank you very much. Thank you for being awesome helpers. Um, just a quick reminder, we have life books. Use that. We have the book of John and the book of Mark. There's free food. There's a children's tent. So always invite them to, to partake in what we're, we're giving out there. And uh, if you're new to evangelism, uh, Observe your partner. Observe your teammates. Use the Metro Praise International card. Use the life books. 
put tabs in your Bible where the gospel's preached, uh, especially on the ones that are in the back of the MPI card, and you should be good today, really. I think the passion that we go out with today should be enough. The story that Jesus did in our life should be enough, but we also have the, the true gospel that's in the back of these cards to help us deliver that message. Amen? All right, before Lauren comes up, any questions about this? Like I said, you have this ultra-long piece of paper that you could take with you uh, to help you out in the streets, um, study it, and you should be good. Thank you. Thank you. Distractions. Distraction comes in all shapes and sizes. It could be, hey, I want to sell you some gold, or hey, I got my mixtape about to drop. Can I? But also, there's distractions when it comes to people not receiving. You know, so in, in exhibit A, <clears throat> when someone wants to buy some gold, they're like, hey, we're not on that right now. Do you want to know about Jesus? And if they're just not receiving, okay, thanks for your time. It's okay to tell people thanks for your time, man. Like, if, if they're not wanting to receive Jesus, they just want you to buy their stuff. Just, okay, thank you. Walk away. With your teammates. Don't be like, hey, I'm out of here. You got this, bro. Like, no, walk away with your teammates. It's okay to walk away from that. Also, exhibit B, um, when, when people are, are being rude, obnoxious, and they're not really receiving, you're on five minutes of preaching, and they just want to tell you about their beliefs. Hey, can, can you give me a minute for, to tell, me, tell you about what I believe? If they're not willing to, be like, okay, man, thanks for your time. You got to go on to the next one. You got to kick the dust off your feet, as Matthew 10 says, and just go to the next one, honestly. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Does that make sense to everybody? It's okay to say, see you later. We'll be out here for the sick, not the healthy, all right? Amen. <clears throat> Any other questions? Maybe I forgot something. Yeah. Yes, um, what he said is basically a scenario where one person wants to talk and the other person wants to walk away. At that point, your other partner should be attentive and be like, hey, can I talk to you? Because nine times out of ten, they're going to be like, hey, man, hurry up, man, we got to go. And then, like, you're about to pray for the man, like, Jesus is Lord, amen. No, I got to go right now, man. So if, the, if that's a less distraction, more power to us. So thank you for that, Joby. We want to make sure that as teammates, we're attentive to any distraction, gold, uh, people walking away. So if there's a group of people, make sure your teammate's trying to get them too. But stay in the vicinity. Don't, don't walk away. You know, we want to, want to stay together. Thank you for that. Yeah. Any other questions, scenarios that I may have missed or anybody has questions on how to be out there? Oh, wonderful. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Let's get up for Pastor Lauren. Thank you, Rudy. Come on. Let's give it up for Rudy. That was so awesome. He is amazing. All right, I'm going to go over just a few things. We're going to head out to the park very shortly. Uh, since it's going to rain, we want to get out there as soon as possible. So I'm glad that you agree. So we are not going to have lunch here. We're going to serve lunch out there. We're going to evangelize, and we're going to go hard for Jesus. So if you came with your family in your car, I did not put your name down. You guys know where you're going and who you're going with. 